Hey everyone, it's Hannah Bayshuck with Shit You Should Probably Know, the podcast where we actually talk about the shit you're too embarrassed to admit you don't actually know. So today I have Josh again, who's a financial advisor. He has wealth of knowledge when it comes to the financial landscape for you and planning for your future. And today we're going to be talking about saving for retirement. And before we started this, Josh, I was just saying like, I'm embarrassed of how, how little I know about this stuff. It's like, I think I know about it. But then when you ask me to answer the questions, I feel like I'm on that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that, actually. I mean, I feel like retirement is something we all know we're going to do, but we don't think about it probably on a – maybe we think about it on a daily basis because we're like, can't wait for retirement, I want a vacation. But I'm talking about like the le- – the logistics of retirement. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. It's something that people think a lot about in some cases, or maybe don't think much about. But I think a lot of people just don't know when to get started and how to get started and 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 what steps to take. So, so when do you get started? Like, what age should you be thinking? Like, let me start planning for retirement. Well, you know, I'm a dorky financial advisor, so I'm going to say right away. Um, money's always right. been really fun for me to learn about, grow, you know, grow and see how it grows and. And so I've always been very interested in, in it. So it's, a, it's an interest for me. But just in general, I would say just get started at some point. Um, I think that's the key. I, I honestly think once people have their own jobs, if they start putting some money away at 15, 16, I mean, starting a minor Roth IRA is fantastic. It's a great way I encourage parents to get their kids started. But I don't want those people out here either that are on listening that are, you know, 52, like, not getting started because they feel discouraged from that either. I think the most important step is to get started. Right. So let's back up. What's a Roth? Like you already are giving us examples. Like what's a Roth RIA? IRA. Yeah. So Roth IRA, Roth IRA, it just is, uh, it's an individual retirement account. Uh, it, and the, I believe the Senator that invented it or kind of brought it out was, was his last name was Roth. So that's why they call it a Roth. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really the point of it is, is, um, you get money inside of there that you can let grow for retirement and it can grow tax free. But then the other benefit is before retirement, if you ever need anything out of the Roth IRA, you can take out what you've put into it without penalty. So it's a great way to get started, especially for young people, because you can get the money growing tax-free. But if you decide, hey, I need some money for a down payment on a house, or I'm going to get married now, so I want some money for that, or, or something comes up in an emergency, you have some access to it without any type of penalty. Do How do you set it up? You just Can you go online? Do you go to your bank? Most people decide to set up a Roth IRA through an investment company of some sort, right? So some of the big ones that are out there, you can do it through a bank, but banks generally just do banking products like CDs and things. You know, I think the best thing to start with a Roth IRA, if you're just getting starting out, is some sort of mutual fund or, you know, exchange traded funds, some sort of really diversified investment to start that's going to get you some growth by being invested in the stock and bond market. Okay. So... A Roth IRA is a good place to help start for retirement. And then obviously, let's just like dive right on into this. Social security. Social security is such a hot fire word to like bring up during politics or people talking about, you know, your social security and then you've got your social security number. But, you know, obviously, let me just read out the definition so everyone knows. Social security provides a source of income when you retire. 
Yeah. And other forces of income. Mm -hmm. So if it provides income for you when you retire, why do you need other forms of savings? Yeah, because I think Social Security overall, you know, roughly is only going to cover somewhere around, let's call it maybe 25 to 35% of your income or your spending. Um, it's, it's a very, very low amount in terms of a portion of your entire income. And projections say you should probably have somewhere around 75% of your income when you get to retirement if you want to live the way you're living now. So Social Security was always designed to be a supplement, to be a backdrop. So people have some Social Security and was designed for to, to maybe have more a higher percentage of income for people who have less income than than people who have more. So it's it's really there. You know, I talk to clients that it, it's there as a supplement. It's not going to encompass everything that you need in a retirement. Yeah. Let's just say, for example, right now, if you look at somebody who's 67 and they retire or 62, their social security benefits probably going to be somewhere between, let's call it 1500 to 3500 a month. There aren't many people, even if they have their houses paid off and everything else, that can live on fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred a month. So it's really mm-hmm. there as a supplement. And just throwing it out there, most jobs take Social Security taxes out of your paycheck, so you can get monthly benefits in retirement. So that's kind of how Social Security works. Or there's no like putting into Social Security; it's taken out of your paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. You have no choice. So if you're ever looking at your paycheck and you're trying to figure out where is where's that FICA money going? Yeah. Like where are all my taxes? Like my kids complain, why am I paying so much into FICA? FICA is where your social security, that's, that's, that money is going directly to the social security system. And then those mandatory, um, tax withholdings also go to Medicare, which at age 65 provides you government health care when you get into retirement. So that's that's where that money goes to. What? This is so morbid. I just did a podcast on writing your will, so I think it's on top of mind. But like, what happens if you pass? Do you Does your family get some of that money back since you're not using Social Security, or is it just like you call it a loss? That's a little bit of a complex question. Um, if you die when you're young... In some mm-hmm. cases, your kids, if they're under 18, will collect a uh, Social Security benefit as well as your your spouse if your spouse is not working. But if your spouse is working, in most cases, they don't get much of a Social Security benefit. And the only other person that could benefit as you get into retirement would be your spouse. So let's say, for example, um, I'm 75 and my spouse is 72. I die and my Social Security is more than hers is, then she she will get that. She'll get all mine, but then she'll lose hers. So really, other than your spouse, there isn't a way you can pass on your social security benefit. Right, right. Okay, I I read that you should be saving 10 to 15% of your yearly income for retirement. But what if you're paying for your rent, your mortgage, everything else? Like, should you incur debt to be able to still put stuff aside? Yeah, absolutely. So what I would suggest is never go into debt to save for retirement. Um, But I do think it's important to get a start, even if it's a small start. So let's say, for example, you know, my daughter, you know, she probably spends 50 bucks a month on lattes and she's in high school, right? You know, and even if she was to cut that down by half, just having $25 a month go into something is a good start. So I think getting a good start is really important. And then afterwards, some other tips are as you get pay raises, maybe use half of that pay raise to live a better lifestyle and use half of it to 
build more into retirement until you get to that 10 to 15% range. So, you know, yeah, if you can't do it, for sure, don't go into debt if you're living paycheck to paycheck to save for retirement. Um, but I've, I for sure would encourage you to go ahead and, and uh, get started in whatever way you can. I mean, 46% of Americans think they'll still have debt by the time they retire. Like, what do you mm -hmm. do? I mean, even if you put that money aside, do you still have to be paying all that debt in retirement? Yeah. So if you have debt in retirement, then you have to really look at what are your income streams. And if your income streams are high enough, when you get into retirement, you look at Social Security, maybe pension, what you have saved. You know, if, if you're able to continue to pay those debt payments and maintain your lifestyle in retirement, you certainly can retire. I've seen plenty of people who have retired with mortgages and uh, they're still able to live the lifestyle they want to live. It's not like you can't retire with debt. Um, obviously, you would like to not have any debt as you move into retirement, but that doesn't work out for everybody that way. I probably should have asked this as the first question, but like, what technically is retirement? Like, when, like, could you retire at 27? Like, what, what standards do you have to meet to get to retirement? There's no way you can just like whip out social, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have accumulated any social security at like 30, but like, what is retirement? Yes. Retirement means moving to Florida, playing pickleball and golfing, right? That's what, that, that's what retirement means. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's not what retirement means for me. I actually like to work with people and use the word financial freedom instead. It's when are you financially free? So when you go into your job or when you, when you, uh, uh, when you can basically say, I have enough money set aside that I don't have to work this corporate job or I don't have to really you know, work to pay my bills anymore. Um, then you become financially free where, where people get the, and that could be at age 40, that could be at age 60, it could be at age 80, right? Um, where people always get, you know, what is the age I can retire is from the different guidelines that are out there. So there's sep and not really guidelines, but there's rules. So the IRS has a rule that at 59 and a half, then your retirement plans become penalty free. Uh, at 62, you can start collecting Social Security. At 65, you can start getting Medicare. So there's certain ages that are built out where you can get different benefits, but there's really no set age. So you most likely want to retire closer to when you can hit those benefits. Most people do. Yeah, I would say in general, it's usually sometime between 60 and 70 when people decide to fully retire. To whip out another statistic, I read that 37% of workers, 25 and older, and 19% of retirees say they don't know where to go retirement planning advice? Like you're the guy, where should they go to learn this information? Like how do you start? Should you just put in Google like advice on retirement? I mean, really the best place to start in a lot of cases is your workplace retirement plan if you're getting a match there. And there's lots of information online, you know, different calculators you can look at about um, what should I be doing for retirement? Anybody can, you know, research and, and learn as much as they, they want, but it really depends on interest from what I've seen. Um, so, so, you know, if you don't want to put the time into researching or, or studying through things, obviously I'm a financial advisor. I think financial advisors can, can be helpful to almost everybody in every situation. But um, if, you know, getting started and getting money set aside, you can find all the information that I know by Googling and learning different things. And I'm just to like wrap this up when you talk about the matching that's with your mm -hmm. 401k, yeah. correct? Yep. Which is kind of like an Roth IRA, but 
for your yeah, work? Yeah, it's, it's a retirement plan for your work. You can usually choose Roth or pre-tax, depending on the plan. And that's a great way to get to your 10 or 15%. You know, I like that 15% because let's say, for example, you make, uh, you decide to do 6% into your retirement plan and your employer matches 6%. Well, boom, right there, you're doing 6% and you're already at 12 so getting that 12% right. start is huge. So that's a that's one way people can really look at, you know, getting closer to those higher percentages is by taking advantage of that match in their 401k at work. Well, this was so helpful. Again, we kept this a quick episode just because it's such a dense thing, but everyone wants to retire. Everyone wants their piña colada by the poolside you know, when they're a little old. I mean, that's the dream. We all fantasize about it, but we also want to be able to actually do what we want to do, like you said, when we retire and it's important um, and it starts now so we can enjoy it then. But I really appreciate it, Josh, and we'll have you back for more quick fire conversations. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Tons of fun. Per usual, the information shared on this podcast reflects my views or opinions or those of my guests and is presented as a general information only without guaranteeing its completeness. Nothing in this episode is intended to be or shall be construed as a statement of fact or any legal, medical, or other professional advice. Any reference to a specific product or entity is not an endorsement or recommendation unless expressly stated otherwise. 